today on Hardwired. You know, I believe where God is and where God's will is, there is a flowing brook. There is a river where the streams will make glad the city of God. There is a river. You'll find that when you're in the will of God, there is a flow. There is a brook. There is nourishment. There is water. There is blessing. There is presence. There is a reason. God confirms to you that you're to be there. You are listening to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire, the founder and senior pastor of Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Maybe you've noticed that our culture is pretty messed up these days, which makes people feel anxious and filled with questions. They want peace, but have a hard time finding it or making it last. Well, Pastor Jeff is going to share in the message today about how you can finally be filled with hope, security, and most importantly, that peace you're looking for. We know that you're going to enjoy the message, but you can also listen to it again or any of the messages anytime you would like at our website, hardwired.org. Let's get right to the message. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up today on Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we're wrapping up our series on change today. And we're going to be talking about the signs of change. How do you know when God is wanting to bring change into your life? Well, there are several ways that God indicates he's bringing change. And we've talked about flexing with him, flowing with him, keeping the change that he brings into our life. And today we're going to be looking at the signs, the signs that God is wanting to bring change. I believe this is going to bless you. It's going to open your eyes. It's going to be a revelation to some on how God does send signs, change is coming. I'm excited to share part two of the message, The Signs of Change. Let's go. Reading about Elijah's introduction to King Ahab. And we've been talking about change, change or croak. How many of you know that's true? We need to change, don't we? Uh, We need to be open to change. And I wanna close out that series today by talking about the signs of change, the signs of change. And I believe God has a word in season for many of you. This is gonna be a direct word for some of you. We've been talking about change, and I'll tell you, the more I minister on this, the more that I know that it's true. And I think this is a now word for our church, but also it's a now word for many of you individually. The signs of change. Elijah, is one of my favorite Old Testament characters. He comes out of nowhere, walks up to the most wicked king or one of the most wicked kings in the history of Israel and says to him, guess what? It's not going to rain until I say so. And just walked away, unannounced and walks away. Now that's guts. That's intestinal fortitude. That's spiritual courage. Now, a little bit of um, context here. God's about to judge the worship of Baal in Israel. He's about to bring the worship of Baal to a close. They have fallen. They've backslidden. They have been corrupted by Queen Jezebel primarily, who led them in the worship of a false idol. God will let you worship a false idol so long, and then he will bring that thing down. It will rot in your teeth. And Baal is about to be brought down. How's God going to do it? A crippling three-and-a-half-year drought is on the way that will rock that nation. I want you to think about a three and a half year drought. It brought Israel to its knees. 
Ahab and his wicked wife Jezebel are about to be judged by God for their part in it. A great shaking is fast approaching changes in the air. And there was a great shaking coming to Israel because of their sin. And as we've said the last few times now, the reality of change is the one thing that doesn't change. Change is always going to be changing or coming. Change is unchangeable. God never changes. The book of James tells us about the nature and character of God, that he never changes. He doesn't have a shadow of change in him, but our God brings change. In Elijah's case, God brought change as a result of his judgment on Israel. So in Elijah's case, God was bringing in the change. Now, having said all this, how can you as a Christian know that God is bringing a change, that God is bringing a change? Now, I'm going to tell you one way you can know. It's not exhaustive, but I'm going to tell you one way that God signals to us that a change is coming. And in telling you about this, I'm going to balance it out with the typical wise check and balance system necessary for all supernatural guidance. But I want to tell you one way that God signals that a change is coming. The Bible says of Elijah, and it happened after a while, it happened after a while that the brook dried up. Now, wait a minute. God led me to this brook. Wait a minute. He told me to come here. I'm here at this brook in the will of God. What's this thing doing drying up on me? God led me here. One way that God often signals that change is approaching is that your brook dries up. Now, let me tell you what the brook meant to Elijah so you can better understand your brooks. What was the brook to Elijah? The brook was his place of provision. The Bible says that twice a day, God provided bread and meat through the appearance of a raven, one of the least attractive of birds. So unattractive, Edgar Allan Poe called his dark poem, The Raven. God provided from the most unlikely source. Here he is at the brook Kareth by the word of God. God said, you go there and I'm going to feed you with a raven twice a day. So morning and evening, here he is. And here comes this raven. And one claw is bread and in the other claw is meat. And the bird drops it at his feet and flies away. Now you say to me, Pastor Jeff, do you believe that? Yes, I believe that. He made you, didn't he? He brought something out of nothing, didn't he? If he could say, let there be a raven in the first place, he can tell that bird to fly to me. Here he was with divine room service for a year. Can you imagine? Where is that raven? I'm hungry. Come on, God. It's high noon. And here he would come. Oosh, drop it and fly on for a year. That's amazing. Divine room service. But the brook was also his only source of water. You can live without a lot of things, but you can't live without water. He had to have water. And his only source was this brook. Now he's starting to get attached to this brook. This brook is free. It beats staying in the Holiday Inn. Here I am at a brook. I get food every day. I got water. I mean, I'm being serviced by divine room service, dropping my food every day. I like this brook, and the seclusion of the brook protected him from Ahab. But look what happened. Here he is, under the guidance of God, and one day he wakes up, and that familiar gurgling sound, that familiar bubbling sound, that familiar roar of the brook going by, suddenly there is silence. He doesn't even catch it at first. He wakes up and says, something is different. What is it? He goes down to the brook, and it says, the brook had dried up. 
The brook had dried up. His place of provision had dried up. Have you ever had that happen to you? God sent him there, but now it's dry. What is this? God sent me here, but now it's dry. I don't understand because this brook was my provision. The very place of daily miracles, flowing water and safety suddenly changed. And this does and can happen with you and me as believers. And I'm going to talk to people that I believe walk with God, have the Holy Spirit inside of you. And I'm just going to share with you that I've had this happen to me. And so I'm going to take this physical picture and just pull it over into a spiritual reality. Here's a spiritual reality. You can have a spiritual brook or even a physical job. And you know that God gave you that job. Here's your provision. That's where you're getting your check or a church or a, some source, some place where God is and God is meeting your need and God is visiting you and God's hand is on it and God led you there. But you can't put your finger on it, but one day you wake up and something has changed. Something has shifted. Things may look the same, but the sense of the flow of grace to be in a particular situation has changed and lifted. Am I talking to anybody today? Things may look the same. The people may be the same. The surroundings may be the same, but something in you has begun to change. You don't feel connected anymore. You feel like you're on the outside looking in and you can't put your finger on it and it starts bugging you. It starts to get, well, Lord, what is wrong? Why don't I feel? Why has this brook dried up? I can remember that Kathy and I, when we took our first church there in East Texas, built our first church. We really were in Mayberry, RFD. There really was a Barney Fife. You think I'm kidding. This, this town was a total population of 1,600. Uh, you blink and you're past it. The only thing in it was a courthouse. There was no mall. We had a dairy queen. That's it. I've told you about this place. And when we first went there, the brook was flowing. Man, even though it was weird, even though we never lived in a small town like this, the brook was flowing. The church began to grow. We began to see the blessing of God. Our needs were being met and the people's needs were being met. And there was a blessing and there was a flowing brook. You know, I believe where God is and where God's will is, there is a flowing brook. There is a river where the streams will make glad the city of God. There is a river. You'll find that when you're in the will of God, there is a flow. There is a brook. There is nourishment. There is water. There is blessing. There is presence. There is a reason. God confirms to you that you're to be there. But when that brook dries up, it's what happened to me there in East Texas. After a while, after seven years, actually, I began to stand up and I go down to preach and I'd be driving to the church and, and something would be missing. Something would be gone. It's like inside of me, something was beginning to dry up. I wasn't getting the same witness, the same flow, the same sense of God being there with me in that thing. And I couldn't figure it out. It took me for a year to, to finally touch God about it. And I said, Lord, what are you saying? And he said, my blessing is still there. The people haven't changed. The circumstances haven't changed, but I'm leading you in another direction. And that's why the brook has dried up. And so I told Kathy, and it took us both about a year because we lived on four acres. We had a home, beautiful home, real simple little school, not much of a drug problem. We were in a beautiful situation. There was no reason I should feel this way. But I've come to understand that you and I as Christians are spiritual beings, and we are not subject to just what is happening around us. Everything out here can look fine, but inside, God can be doing something very different with you. 
Now, in the case of the brook, it can mean a lot of things. It can be your job, or it can be a relationship that has begun to go a different direction, a friendship. And I want to footnote it with this. I am not talking about marriage. Y'all smile at me. I can hear some of you saying, all right, what a word. I feel change coming. Hallelujah. Confirmation. I don't want you to run out and grab this CD and say, Pastor Jeff confirmed what I was already feeling. So I want to say I'm not talking about marriage. That's a whole different ball of wax, and we'll deal with that another day. Oh, don't leave yet. No, no, I'm just kidding. Pastor Jeff will be back in a moment. But first, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Now, you may not be able to stay with us for the entire program, but don't worry. You can find the program at our website, hardwired.org, along with all of the programs from Pastor Jeff. Also, we regularly get emails and calls from listeners just like you who tell us how much the program means to them. But we would love to hear from you too. So let me encourage you to connect with us by calling 877-884-3111 or through the website, hardwired.org. That's hardwired.org. Or call 877-884-3111. And now let's get back to Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. So when I say a relationship, I mean friendship. There's lots of different kinds of relationships that can all of a sudden begin to change. Spiritual nourishment that you've been getting from some source. All of a sudden, everything looks the same, seems the same, but something is different in you. The brook has dried up. Before God brings change, there's often a sense of lifted grace. Not in the sense of keeping you from sin, but I mean a sense of the the grace and the flow of the brook of being in the will of God. It is changing. It's altering. It's going another direction. A rustling of the nest begins to take place. You're restless and you don't know why and you can't put your finger on it. It's maybe God nudging you out of the nest to follow another direction. And I believe God does this. He brings this sense of the lifted grace, the sense of the brook being dried up. He does it so that we will fall on our face and seek him and say, Lord, what in the world are you saying to me? Something is not right or something is changing. Now, the way that you respond to the brook drying up is very, very important. I've been around long enough to see lots of different kinds of people respond in many different ways. Let me give you an example. A good denominationalist, somebody who likes denominations, and we got every denomination in the world in here. We've got everything. I don't think we got any Mormons, but we might. But we've got every Protestant and Catholic denomination. They're all in here. But if you're a good denominationalist, here's what you say when the brook dries up. You say, well, let's build a denomination where the brook once flowed. Now, history tells us that's exactly what people do. You remember Simon Peter when they were at the Mount of Transfiguration and Jesus is suddenly glowing with a white cloud of glory and next to him is Moses and Elijah and Peter, not knowing what to say, said, and what did he say? Lord, uh, let's build, let's build a tabernacle for Elijah, one for Moses and one for you. In other words, let's build on this move of God. And that's exactly what the Methodists did. They built their denomination on the Great Awakening with John and Charles Wesley. That was a mighty brook. It flowed from England. It flowed into America. It shook the world. And so out of that came the denomination we call Methodists. And if you're a Pentecostal, grab your halo and pull it back down because you did the same thing. 
when God moved on Azusa Street in the 1920s and there was a mighty flow of a powerful brook. It is out of there that came the Pentecostal holiness churches and what we know as Pentecostalism because God moved. So we saw this move and the brook was flowing. We said, well, praise God. Even whether or not it dries up, I'm going to build a denomination right here where the brook once flowed. And the Baptists, don't look so holy at me. You did the same thing. You built a denomination where the Puritan separatist movement of the early 1600s, a group of Christians decided that the Church of England was not walking in the purity of the Word of God, so they separated to walk in the purity of the Scriptures, so we call them Puritans or separatists, and they built the Baptist denomination on that brook that once flowed. So a denominationalist would have built the first united church at Kareth when they saw that dried up brook. But now let's go from denominationalists to charismatics. What does a good charismatic do when the brook dries up? I'll guarantee you this is what they do. They stand in the middle of the dried up creek bed. They conjure all the authority that they can muster and they cry out, in the name of Jesus, flow. And they stand there and they talk to it and yell at it and scream at it and bind it and loose it until they're blue in the face. And I'll tell you what a good faith man or a faith woman do. The faith movement. A good faith movement person has another response. They look at it and they say, it's not dry. That brook is not dry. I'm not gonna confess it, I'm not gonna name it, I'm not gonna claim it. I don't receive this negative report. It's flowing, it's gurgling, it's bubbling. And they deny reality. But what did Elijah do? He inquired of the Lord. Elijah inquired of the Lord. This is so important, everybody. I want you to say with me, God can talk to me. Now, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so the best thing that you can do, the only solution when your brook has dried up, when you've got a question about your life, where you're supposed to go, why it seems like things are dry like they are, the best thing you can do is inquire of the Lord. He's listening and he's still talking and he wants to talk to you. The Bible says Elijah inquired of the Lord. He saw that dry creek bed and he inquired of the Lord because he believed God was in charge of the brooks of his life. And he said, look at this brook, it's dried up. He told me to come here, he told me to stay here. Now it can't take it. What is God saying to me? He looked above the natural to the supernatural and said, God, you're in charge of the brooks of my life. And so this has dried up. What are you saying to me? And God spoke to him and said, go to Zarephath. So here is the hinge that the door of change swings on. Never make a major change apart from the clear confirmed word of the Lord based on the authority of Scripture. Never make a major change just because a brook has dried up until you've inquired of the Lord. He wants to talk to you about it. He gave you that brook in the first place. And if it's dried up now, he knows about it and he wants to talk to you about it. It could very well be God's signal of approaching change. And he's letting you know. But it could also be that you're burned out. It could also be that you're tired. It could also be a spiritual attack. You don't know why it's dried up until you inquire of the Lord. Amen. Always bring your dried up brooks to God and wait for his word on it. Listen to what James said in James 1.5. This is the living Bible. He said, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. 
and he will gladly tell you. Well, Pastor Jeff, I can't hear God. You think God can get through to you? Even you, you think God can get through to you? He can talk to you. He can get your attention and God can speak to you. I want you to say with me, as one of his sheep, I hear his voice and God will guide you. Isn't that good news? When Kathy and I finally heard the Lord in East Texas and the Lord said, Jeff, the reason the brook has dried up inside of you, I've called you to go to the city. And we left. We love those people. Wept on their shoulders. They wept on our shoulders, but it was a God thing. That church is doing great today. I'm going to speak there in a few months, 25th, and I'm bringing him here or over there, Garden Acres, and he's going to preach for us. We have a great relationship. God's done a good thing, and that church is going along fine. So it was a God thing. Now, I want you to notice one last thing before we close. The brook drying up, followed by a clear word from God, brought change that saved lives. Now catch this, church. God said to Elijah, arise and go to Zarephath. What was in Zarephath? Waiting at Zarephath was a widow and her little boy. They had one meal left, one meal left. And they had already decided they're going to eat it and they're going to die. I would wager, knowing human nature, the mother had already prayed, Lord, don't let me die before him. We're going to die. This is it. It's curtains. When Elijah walked up on this situation, it was bleak. There was no hope. It was dark. It looked like the end. These two people, particularly the mother, had already given up on life and was ready to die. Little did she know that God was dealing with somebody she did not know. God was dealing with somebody she could not see and was bringing change to them. And that change was designed to change and save their lives. God brings change to Christians, not only for your spiritual growth, but with others in mind. See, somebody's waiting on the other side of your willingness to change. Here's God comes to Elijah. He says, I let the brook dry up, and here's a reason. I'm sending you somewhere else, son, because there's a widow and her son, and they're going to die. And if you will change and flex with me, lives are going to be saved. I'm going to change them. I'm going to support you miraculously for two and a half years in her house because you obey me. The crews of meal and of oil are not going to run out for two and a half years. I'm going to multiply it supernaturally because you obeyed me and you flexed and changed with me. So he did it. He left the brook. He left it. He didn't try to build something on it. He didn't try to hang around and be stubborn. He left it and he moved down the road and he fed this woman and her son when they gave to him their last meal. They sowed their last meal to this man and then their lives were saved and miracles hovered over that house for two years and God saved lives. Why has God come to this church and uprooted us and didn't let us stay here, but is moving us down over there, over yonder? You know what God sees? He sees multitudes of faces we cannot see and they haven't yet seen us. They don't know who we are, but they will know who we are. They've never seen us or heard about us, but they will and they will come walking into that building or one of you will go out there in that culture and meet them and they will be led to Jesus and their life will be saved because we flexed and flowed and changed with God. This widow was waiting on the other side of Elijah's willingness to change. Now, let me sum up. 
Your brook drying up can signal approaching change. It can. Prayer and the authority of Scripture will bring clarity to what it is. Everything that happens to us may not be God's will, but He has a will in everything that happens. You catch that? What people do to you and what life does to you may not be in God's perfect will, but whatever happens to you, God has a will in it. And God brings change not only for our growth, but so that lives can be saved. We appreciate you listening today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Every program we do has one main thing in mind, and that's to share the hope and good news of Jesus Christ to people who need to hear this message and hardwire the teaching into their daily life. That's what this ministry is all about. So if you've been encouraged by the message, we would love to hear about it. Pick up your phone and give us a call at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or go online to our website at hardwired.org. And be sure to bookmark the web address to your favorites folder so you can come back often. Also, would you consider getting on board with us as a faithful ministry partner? Your valuable contribution makes a big difference to us in helping to get the message of the gospel out through this program to people everywhere. Your generosity along with this ministry is reaching people in a way that you may never have the ability to do on your own. So jump on board as a hardwired partner by calling us at 877-884-3111 or go online to hardwired.org, 877-884-3111 or hardwired.org. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so very, very much. Have a great rest of the day and thanks for listening to Hardwired. Hardwired.